0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Imuna, the podcast for those of us developing Christian lifestyles. I'm Dr. Tamara Henry, and my co-host is... Sharice Henry. Sharice, we've had some pretty powerful episodes so far. Remember Pastor... <laughs> uh, remember Pastor Ronnie Simmons from the House of Faith Christian Center in Smyrna, Tennessee? Yep. He was episode two. He talked about the six things we must believe about Jesus. He said we must believe in who he is and what he taught. We have to know the promises he gave us, believe what he did for us on the cross, and believe what he is doing for us right now. I'm believing that he will grow our podcast audience. I want everyone to hear the good news as we call it. And Mrs. Laverdia Roach from the historic Alpha Street Baptist Church in Alexandria, Virginia, wouldn't that get stuck with you? I think
1: this, just this, this point, she talked about, she addressed the question of why you should thank um, Yahweh. I use the Hebrew words, Yahweh is for God, Yeshua is for Jesus. Why do you, why should, why you should thank Yahweh for blessings he didn't directly give you? And she, her... Podcast was so powerful. She talked about how nothing we get directly comes from Yahweh. If you think about it, he's using people. He's using events and situations and turning them in our favor to give us the blessings, the food, the shelter, the security that we need. And then she also talked about in prayer, believing what you pray for. So, yes, um, Mrs. LaVertia Roche, definitely a blessing. Um, But don't forget about Minister Howie from the Glen Arden Baptist Church. Um, here in Maryland, just amazing. He talked about his book. Remember, Minister Howie? Yes,
0: yes, the Awakening. Yes, it's basically uh, he
1: talked about the.
0: Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it. It was. Um, it's a devotional book, and it's his first.
1: And it's a day by day. Um, in his book, each day has a scripture. Each day has a song. Each day has a prayer that you follow along, and it's based off of the story of David and Goliath from the scriptures, and just talking about how it's not just about the fight itself, but about conquering that Goliath in your life, whatever the Goliath may be. It could be a financial situation. It could be your children need help, or it could be your marriage. It could be um, just like if you look at the storms and the hurricanes and different areas, people dealing with natural disasters, that Goliath that you have to overcome, just talking about Relying on the word every day, just really powerful. That was Minister Howie. So, yes, it's been a blast, really a blast of just hearing more about the word, hearing more strengthening us, strengthening our faith according to the word.
0: And I tell you, don't forget about Reverend Cynthia Dorsey from Niagara, New York. Woo! She was right on the money when she talked about the different ways we can make God a priority. hmm. I mean, who doesn't have 10 minutes to focus on God? Either in a Mm -hmm. prayer or reading or listening to a scripture or enjoying a spiritual song. I'd like to add our podcast. That could be, you could add, put the podcast in for one of your 10 minutes of spending time with God because all we're about is the word and God. Good listening. Good listening.
1: And don't forget, in that podcast, we also had um, a guest who is a mother of two daughters, and they all pr- they make time together uh, via Zoom to pray and worship together periodically. So that was a part of that making time um, for devotion daily.
0: Right, that was Minister Kendall McFarlane. Yes, yes, she was great. She was great. A great addition kind of enriched the the conversation. (laughs) Now that we have a few months under our belt, I thought it would be okay to wade into more controversial territory, like prayer. Most people probably don't think that's a controversial topic. But it really is, especially when you ask, who do you pray to? Hmm. Wow. Today, when you look at studies, uh, talk to a lot of young people, so many have turned their backs on um, Christ and God. They say now it's Buddha. They say now it's... um, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's not God and it's, it's not Jesus. So um, this this question, who do you pray to, is crucial. Um, but we are confident. or uh, we, we just stand on the fact that when we pray, we're praying to uh, God Almighty. And we know that God is three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That is who we pray to.
1: And I can say just for myself, um, using the same scriptures, the same Bible, the same King James Version, I really stress the Hebrew name. So I pray to Yahweh. That's the Hebrew for the Almighty in the name of Yahshua. Okay, so that's the Hebrew name for the Messiah. But as you said, Tamara, it's like prayer has to be where we go to first not a last resort. And I will, uh, full disclosure, as we get into our conversation, full disclosure, I've learned so much about prayer from other people and from so many assemblies that everything I'm saying here, it it literally is not me teaching. It's someone else taught me about prayer and then you try it and then it works. So um, one of the things I want to challenge those who are listening is after you listen to us discuss these different aspects of prayer you know praying to the messiah you know everything like that try it and look at how your prayers get answered but let's delve more into our conversation on prayer
0: okay well who needs to pray who think needs to pray those who believe if you don't believe
1: don't bother praying why not because if you if you look at it it's um think about it if if you look in uh, one of the parables you know how the messiah will always have parables in luke 18 they have the parable of the widow she kept going to the judge day in and day out and um he said well let me go ahead and do what this widow is asking me to do she said avenge me on my adversaries because he's like she's gonna weary me but if you look at the summary of the parable and this is coming directly from yahshua he says shall Elohim not do right by all means to his chosen ones who are crying out day and night to him and being patient over them, crying out, sending them for prayer, His chosen ones who are crying out day and night to him and being patient over them. This is still the Messiah talking. I say to you that he shall do right to them speedily. but when he comes, shall he find belief on the earth. So he's still looking for that belief. that person crying out day and night for that answer to come through, he's looking for belief.
0: Okay. So, so that kind of answers my next question as to why should we pray? Mm-hmm.
1: Why should we pray? Again, I'm, I'm literally taken from so many different people who have taught me you're praying because you're, you're inviting Yahweh into your situation because the Holy spirit is a gentle spirit. It's not going to just, I literally heard this from um, an apostle and a minister. Holy Spirit is a gentle spirit. Not going to bust your door down and say, you got to get healed. You have to do this. And this is how you straighten up. No, you have to invite that Holy Spirit in. I need help today. You know, I don't know how my children will eat today. I need, um, you know, I just need uh, a a better job today because of inflation. I'm not able to make ends meet. Because if you look in Psalms 40, for example, it says, it says, I waited for Yahweh, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. So he inclined to me, right, and after he heard that crying out. So definitely it's an invitation. And you know what, Tamar, I was even thinking, like, a good analogy that I think about is, um, let's say um, you start a new job and you get paid, right? You didn't know what payday was. Let's say payday was Monday. Instead of it being a Friday, payday was Monday. Payday was payday was today and you didn't know it. And you got $2,500 sitting in your account. And it just sits there because you don't know it's there because you're not tapping into it. That's someone who is not praying. They have the same access. They have the same Bible I have. The money is in their account, but they don't go to make that withdrawal. Again, all the things I've learned in assemblies, I guess this goes back to worshiping with others and learning from other believers because then you will learn how to pray from your season, season, season believers. I even learned how to pray from you and you being consistent. Like every day you're getting up at 5. AM to pray what with other fellow believers. So definitely that's that assembling. That's that praying. That's that belief. And then you see your prayers answered. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'll
0: answer this question when and where um, do we pray? I think we can pray at any anywhere <laughs> and at any time mm-hmm. um, and in any position. Some folk think that in order to pray, you got to get on your knees and fold your hands and bow your heads. And um, no, that's, that's not uh, even when Jesus talks about prayer, he, he doesn't only thing he says is get to yourself in some private area but as far as getting on your knees and bowing your head and folding your hands, none of that none none of that is uh, outlined as a necessity when it comes to pray. So we can pray anytime we can pray um, wherever we are we can pray while we're waiting for the bus while we folding clothes while we're cooking. Uh, and sometimes that's when we need a quick prayer. It's, mm-hmm. uh, women who uh, say they're dealing with children right around the house and getting on their nerves, you need a quick prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like uh, Reverend uh, Deutsch when she talked about um, how to make God a priority and spending 10 minutes to focus on God, um, we can we can make time during our day for a quick prayer. Mm-hmm. Now I, I do. Ha- Go ahead.
1: I had a I have a question for you mm-hmm. because there's territory that you would be more of an expert in that I need to ask when it comes to. And I'm not saying this from any sort of um. Oh, I've got it all together. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying in terms of praying and being consistent in prayer definitely i do that my question is as a mother okay how do you teach your children to pray because it's not good enough if i'm like as you say praying when i'm cooking and praying when i'm folding clothes then i have three four five children and none of them know how to pray i die and none of them have the belief so how do you teach i'm not talking about teenagers i'm talking about babies how do you get them interested in praying without it being this? Uh, 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 you're imposing and and forcing or yelling at them, but that they would see, oh, you know, maybe I should pray.
0: I well, I think babies are easier to to deal with than teenagers and and others. Um, for babies, for young children, they're going to mimic their parents. And so if you're making prayer a priority or if you're trying to teach them about prayer, then you just find different opportunities to show them uh, where you can use prayer. For example, at breakfast time, at lunch, at dinner, right before a meal, you would say, we need to pray over this food, have God bless this food, protect us from any harm from this food, and this is the way we do it. And if you see in uh, Christian daycares and, and um uh you know facilities, learning facilities, those children actually pray before their meals. So that's one way and another is at bedtime. I remember when I was growing up, um I would say, uh, now nah, lay me down to sleep. But I did it on my knees at my bedside. And um, I'm sure my parents taught me that. And it is a good way to at least uh, get the, get children to uh, welcome the idea that there is a God and that we can communicate with this God and that he is attuned to our lives. And he is interested in us enough to pay attention to what we're asking for and to answer those prayers. Awesome. So, but the most controversial notion that you have shared with me in our conversations is that you don't believe that most people who pray believe in answered prayer.
1: Why is that? I don't know. The way it was explained to me um, in one congregation, um, the minister said, you know, people go to pray, and they say, um, you know, well, I really need this job. But if you don't give it, that's okay, because I understand it might not be your will, and that's okay, but I really need the job. Amen. And he said, those are back, He called them backdoor prayers? No, you pray. You say, my mortgage is due next month because of COVID they cut me it wasn't even my fault that I'm not working I need you Holy Spirit to come through I need a job I've put in 10 applications I haven't heard from that one person and um and in some congregations they would even have us the day before the lights are cut off the day before the mortgage uh they go into foreclosure they would do midnight prayer and they would get on the on the phone all the the whoever the the people in the congregation and they would pray for whoever needed that breakthrough and i will tell you i'm a witness i have seen uh one person had their uh their their application for foreclosure was being moved within 30 minutes they were going to they were going to move the mortgage company was going to move their application their 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 mortgage into foreclosure in 30 minutes that person made it in in the 30 minutes and that group was praying for that person. Mm. Um, another group was stuck in um, in customs trying to get back into the U.S. You know, with the pandemic, people were getting, you, American citizens were being caught in third world countries and couldn't get back home, you know, through no fault of their own. I've been in prayer groups where they're praying. And as the group is praying, the person is released through through customs and then back into the United States. And just so miracles like that, I guess, because I've been in so many congregations who are strong in prayer, and you see the answer. And you see the answer.
0: And I think, too, a lot of folk think that you should only pray for big things or you should only pray for major events. Uh, But I've been in groups that have prayed for such things as, um, I, I remember with one group, Um, this woman's mother-in-law had lost her dentures. (laughs) And so we prayed for a week and sure Mm -hmm. enough, they found those dentures and the dentures had been uh, accidentally thrown into the trash.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. If it's important enough to worry about, it's important (laughs) enough to pray about.
0: that's That's a really good point. But I have to admit that I am sometimes uh, with the folk that you complain about with some hesitancy in the expectation. Um, And it's not that I don't expect an answer, but I figure in some situations I may not, I may be wrong in, What I'm expecting to happen. And that Mm -hmm. God may have um, another, (laughs) he may have a different idea about it. So when I'm praying, even though I'm praying mm -hmm. for a particular answer, I try and keep my options open (laughs) in case he has another (laughs) another answer for me.
1: Okay, so I guess, as you were saying earlier, now we're getting into the controversial part. Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely think now we're getting into the controversial part. And those of you who are listening to our podcast, this is interactive. All of our podcasts are interactive. We're talking to one another. We're discussing the word. And you know, we are not preaching to you. We want you to try prayer and leave your comments on the website of prayers you've seen answered. Um but back off back to what you were saying about the answered prayer. I think I can probably articulate this concept a little better than um, than I could before. So my dad was in the hospital, and the doctor's team, they weren't really communicating with one another. You know, you have the vascular surgeon who's not communicating with the general surgeon who's not communicating with the anesthesiologist who's not communicating with the podiatrist who's not communicating with the hospitalists. So they're all involved in the care. I think... Um, what ended up happening was that um, my dad was in the hospital longer than expected, not due to any problem on his end, but because of poor communication among the medical staff. I And, you know, it's interesting. I was praying for my dad. And I think the reason why I prayed, I said, you know what, I want my dad home Friday. He's been in there a week. And doctors need to figure out what they're going to do because I'm taking him home on Friday part of the reason why i prayed like that is because i know that yahweh has our best interest in, in heart at heart so so yahweh that's god in hebrew but yahweh is looking at our best interest yahweh is looking at he has compassion toward us he has a plan for us that's good we can't say that about the world around us We cannot say that the world around us has our best interest at heart. And I know those of you listening, you you can honestly say, I don't believe my boss has my best interest at heart. I don't believe my neighbor has my best interest at heart. And so I was praying to get my dad out, not because that's the only way to get him. And that's not because there's only one way for my prayer to be answered, but because I knew the system he was in was against him. The system he was in was not there to care for a 77-year-old African, African-American African male, okay? So for that reason, there are statistics to show that Blacks disproportionately in American hospitals are not given the payment as they need, die uh, from medical malpractice at a higher rate. And so my prayer was, you know, get them out, not out of, oh, I'm just ready for my dad to be home, but because I know Yahweh knows what's best. And since... They're not doing what's best. I need Yahweh to intervene and get him out. And so what I did was on that Friday, we had no discharge order. We had no okay from any physician. We had no test results to clear him to go home. Uh, but I went into the hospital an hour before visiting hours started with a wheelchair. Because I not only was I gonna pray that I'm gonna bring my dad home, I went into the hospital with the wheelchair determined. And long story short, All the test results came in that day. He was given a formal discharge that day. And the hospital just said, I've never seen results come in so fast. That is the answer prayer.
0: Good story. Good story. And I'm sure that there are a lot of folk who listen to this have good stories, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just to step just a little bit deeper into the controversy, um, So I pray for something. Let's say I pray for a child. And it's been having a child. Or even having a husband. And it's been years. No child. No husband. Now, you get upset. I've seen you get upset, Sharice, when people say, (laughs) I guess God said no. And then they go on. (laughs) why do you get upset about that why is it that those people can't say that God has told them no
1: well I can honestly say I can't say what Yahweh has told anyone so in the case of you get you you hear directly from the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit tells you no you can't have it don't walk through that door don't go that way I can't address that I'm addressing more of um you know you've prayed for a week and haven't gotten an answer. You've prayed for a year and haven't gotten an answer. You've prayed for ten years and haven't gotten that child. How long was Joseph in prison? Let me ask you that, Tamara. How long was Joseph in the Old Testament? How long was he innocent in the king's prison?
0: Oh, I've forgotten the the, the, the years. The total
1: time. 12? Okay, we got it from the listeners. I believe it's twelve. Yeah. Innocent. Well, comes innocent. To mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Innocent. Innocent. Twelve years. And um, just looking at how many times he tried to get out. Remember when the baker and the butler were thrown into the prison? He said, remember me. They go out, they forgot about him for another two years. So if I can look at my predecessors still believing, some of them even dying, not even seeing the promise and still believing, you know, "How, how dare I give up? I have not heard a no. All I've heard is wait. And you interpret that as no. I have a problem with that, I, and it's funny you throw me under the bus because <laughs> I do. I get so upset because you know how is the word "wait" synonymous with "no"? Yeah,
0: that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you were telling me also about uh the prayer. Is it a prayer room at, at Johns Hopkins at the hospital? And you were yeah. Saying, so is it a prayer room or is it? Uh, an area or what
1: it's an entire area um in the main hospital with a beautiful view but it has the chapel and then it has like um a prayer prayer rooms little cubby areas it's a it's an entire area for prayer
0: and you said that uh explain it to our listeners about the people who come to use the room who okay. maybe
1: comes to, to the room to pray? I'll I'll keep it simple. Um, in working almost 10 years at the hospital and going to pray consistently almost 10 years. Everyone other than Christians go and use the prayer room. Any other faith that you can think of other than Christians use the prayer room daily, all day. They've got fastings and prayers, they've got um devotional groups, they've got every sort of, it's called mind and meditation and all sorts of groups. Any group other than Christians use the area. And so whenever I go to pray, I've heard questions like, um, you know, oh, so you're Muslim too? You're praying on a Friday. Oh, okay. Like, salam. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm I'm reading the Bible and, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in Yahweh, you know, the Hebrew for God. And they're like, what? You know, I believe in the Messiah. I believe in yeshua the hebrew name for jesus and they're like what and i'm like yeah i read the bible you know and then um others will say um um i see you here like like three i saw you here like three times you know are you ready for the fourth prayer time I said, the fourth prayer time yeah yeah you pray like five times a day right like the muslims said no so um just seeing looking at uh, o- almost ten thousand employees and thinking about that number and looking at um almost a thousand bed hospital and how many people come through and, um, going at different times and not seeing Christians is the reason why we're doing this podcast. Okay. We're not doing the podcast just to have something to do. We're, we're encouraging fellow believers to pray. Okay. Um, to try prayer, to use it as a first
0: resort, not not as a last resort, I, so we talked about who do you pray to? Why do we pray? Who prays? When and where to pray? Let's look briefly at the way we pray. Is that important?
1: I would say so because in the parable that I mentioned earlier, you look at the Messiah, he said that that would he not hear those who cry out day and night? So if the Messiah is talking about people who cry out day and night and how he's answering their prayer, i'm going to cry out day and night i guess it's another controversial i guess topic again is do you take it literally when the bible says cry out day and night or is that just uh, a um you know an analogy for in general the reason why i think it should be cry out day and night is this um we're constantly in battle with satan as believers in the messiah and um if you ever think about the marathon or boxing or isn't there like a a big boxing match coming up it's like the box i think yeah okay (laughs) but if you think about it um you would have to be prepared for the fight you'd have to Mm -hmm. be prepared for the marathon you'd be prepared for the basketball game and so that's only going to come through constant uh intense training so when people say, "Oh, that's kind of extreme that you know, you pray day and night." That's kind of extreme, Tamara. You get up at 5 a.m., you ain't got no problems, your husband ain't in a hospital, you you know, you ain't got no financial issues, but you praying day and night. Yeah, because I got to be, I have to be uh, oh my grammar is just going it's going haywire. But you have you have got to be in shape when that battle comes. <laughs> so spiritually in shape. I don't want to have to learn how to run the 20 miles when Satan starts to attack my child. I don't want to have to learn how to shoot a three, right? <laughs> when you know when I'm on my deathbed. You you want to you, you know, work on those prayer muscles and that's that crying out day and night. That I guess that's the controversial piece. But um the assemblies I've been in, um, that prayer time is morning and night. It is 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Some of them do 5 a.m. and 7 p.m. And it is every day and it is all day. And it is long, but do they have their prayers? And do do you know? Do, do you see Yahweh answer their prayers? Yeah, you got women on the line. Never had a child. married. kept praying. Took a year of prayer. They have that child after like 13, 14 years of marriage. You know, um, so just things like that that you know, um, for me, I was looking at crying out day and night. I think of it like getting in shape, getting ready before the battle hits. I don't want to wait for the attack from Satan to try to figure out how to pray.
0: So you're saying that um, if it's day and night, you're saying that we shouldn't pray only when, we, when we're when we in need, huh? No. What are you gonna talk about then if you're not in need and you're praying? <laughs> well, part of, uh, <laughs> good question.
1: All of these tips, everything we're talking about, I learned it in the assembly, but um, you, you can offer the sacrifice of praise. So there are uh, Thanksgiving prayers. You could simply be thanking Yahweh the entire prayer. There are some prayers that are just um, uh, of adoration, some of repentance. So whatever you need in that moment, you will be praying. So yeah, different kinds of prayers, but definitely crying out day and night. Okay,
0: okay. So if you were to um, summarize... um our discussion and the most important points of what we talked about today, what would you say is the most important thing for our listeners? Yes. What would be the most important thing?
1: I would say definitely in this um, podcast, which has has really helped me as well, this conversation helps me too, that we encourage those who want to pray, to pray to the Messiah. Okay, that is the son of Yahweh, son of God. That is Jesus, Yeshua. But we're praying in the name of the Messiah to the heavenly father. That's the first thing. That's how we have our access. Um, Jesus Christ gives us that access to the father. Um, and then to believe. You pray and cry all day and night. You 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 finish that prayer believing that you've already received it because uh, the prayer of faith, accomplishes much what does it say in james it's james it's james 5 16 the earnest prayer of a righteous one accomplishes much and i'm gonna leave it at that the earnest prayer of a righteous one accomplishes much so we're encouraging you number one to be righteous read this word obey it and number two to pray earnestly and you'll see all that is accomplished which is much and you know when the Bible says much, it means everything you could ever need.
0: Okay, well, I think we've, uh, t- well, we've talked a lot, we've brought up some controversial points, and I really do hope that the listeners um, chime in, even if you're critical or, you know, have some uh, points to add. Just um, send us an email at word, WRD Consulting LLC at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Until then,
1: live in victory.